This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. We look at, we're sitting here in March of 2023, and gambling in my lifetime uh, and in yours and in everybody else's used to be a destination thing, right? You had to get on an airplane, fly to Atlantic City, fly to Las Vegas, stay in a hotel, uh, and go play poker or, or whatever you, you wanted to do. And there were some illegal games, you know, backroom games and, and, and off-track mm-hmm. betting. You had, to, But even then, You're to go to somewhere. the horse races, you'd have to go to Kentucky or, or someplace. And, and then, you, you know, it started to seep in. The lottery comes through, you know, with a promise to help pay for education. And and, and that becomes its own thing. So you, if you, you, you know, I, to me, the greatest invention on earth was pay at the pump. So I don't have to deal with that stuff inside because that's just a nightmare. People who can't afford to pay their bills and they're doing like the goodwill hunting thing on lottery tickets. I don't even get it. You add that up, and then now uh, the legalized spaces that have opened, whether it's an existing business or its own pop-up, you know, they're always named after some lady in her 50s, you know, to make you feel comfortable and come in because they know what demographic they're looking for. And then on top of that, legalized sports betting where I can sit on my couch with my phone uh, real-time during a football game and make prop bets, you know, all day long. It's everywhere. What we don't know, I don't think, is the damage that comes with that and is the revenue, you you know, enough of an excuse, whether it pays for all the resources that it creates because of the problems, right? So today, and and we're super happy to to have them in, uh, Mary Garrison and uh, Tegan Scholl are here from Heritage Behavioral. Um, This is the month, and I assume this is around March Madness, right, is the reason this is the month. Uh, for what's called problem gambling awareness, is that right? Yes, that's uh, March is Problem Gambling Awareness Month. Okay, uh, Tegan, explain to me what you do at Heritage. So I work as um, problem gambling outreach um, coordinator here at Heritage. I also provide um, gambling based counseling um, for anyone. We have clients from Springfield, um, from Decatur. Um, we are one of the few area providers that actually provide. Uh, uh, gambling counseling. Okay, how did you get into this? Um, it was something I have a passion for outreach um, and uh, substance use disorders. Um, it's always kind of been something that there needs to be more help for. Um, so I was actually approached by my supervisor and asked um, if I would kind of take this position on. Okay, so what do we know about gambling addictions versus other addictions? Is it the same kind of thing? It's definitely, it affects the brain exactly the same. Um, it's oftentimes not talked about a lot because people think, well, it's not a chemical addiction like we see with alcohol or heroin or cocaine or something like that. So oftentimes it gets kind of shoved to the side like, oh, it can't be an addiction. Well, there's always a stigma, right, attached to most of this stuff. People don't want to admit there's a problem or don't want to realize that the problem isn't just people making bad decisions or being whatever. There's some sort of chemical addiction to Mm -hmm. this kind of behavior. No, definitely. And the problem is, is that this affects like 400,000 people in just Illinois alone and 6 million across the entire United that States. That number seems so small to me. I, and, and do we really know what that number is? I mean, those are people that are actually reporting. The thing those is, those are people that come from. And the thing is, is that gambling takes like so many different forms now. Um, you can download apps on your phone and sit there and oh, scroll it- and stuff like that. It's attracting our kids with loot boxes, things like that. 
Um, What's a loot box? Nick's so, shaking his head. You jump in anytime you want. That's my old guy moment. I don't know what a loot box is. So it's essentially where in like these video games and stuff like that, kids are like, hey, you can purchase this loot box for a chance to win something super cool for money. Um, and that's essentially what gambling is. We're spending money for a chance to win something. Okay, so I, I am, now that you describe it, I know I've seen that. I, I would not have associated that with gambling, but that's an interesting you know, connection, meaning that I'm paying money for the chance to maybe have something good come out of it. And I mean, it, with the kids were seeing that literally, like uh, I have a kid on my caseload who steals his mom's credit card to go buy Roblox things to be able to have that kind of chance and stuff like that. So we're seeing it cross over into... So in areas what probably most people wouldn't even identify as gambling. Yeah, and it's it, and that's the issue, and that's what Problem Gambling Awareness Month is meant for, is to get people talking about it um, so they realize what it can entail and kind of where they can get help for it. Do we do we have a cost uh, for what this all means to a community, Mary? I, I mean, is there an estimate? I mean, do we know social services, you know, bankruptcy, people in trouble, people that get in trouble with the law? I mean, all of the social implications from the problem. Do we have any idea what that costs society versus oh. the money that comes in through gambling revenue? Right. I, I mean, I, I would guess the cost is much more than than actually the revenue that comes in. Um, and and we think about and, and you you know described it well that what happens in our community and the fallout for individuals um, and why uh, problem gambling awareness is so important. <laughs> According to, and, and I am uh, quoting Mary's significant other, I want to be uh, transparent about that, uh, the numbers that Councilman Horn uh, put up on LinkedIn between September of 2021 and August of 2022, I guess those would be the last uh, uh, fiscal year numbers, there was $180.7 million gambled uh, in Decatur. That's not even making County, that's Decatur. Citizens lost $46.2 million uh, at 95 establishments, hosting 547 machines. So if that is played out across the population, according to Councilman Horn, that is a city uh, per capita gambling loss of $663 per resident. Now, that not every resident's gambling, but that just to put it in perspective, the kind of money that we're talking about. And that doesn't count DraftKings and lottery tickets uh, and all of these other ways. That's just these machines. Absolutely. That's staggering the number. Absolutely. And that's why this awareness um, is so important. Um, Heritage began um, doing this programming in 2019 um, with our first referral actually in um, uh, 2020. And so, you know, we've been working... I would say Tegan and, 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 and Heritage itself has been working really hard to have that awareness. And, and so um, all the things that Tegan has put together for the month, um, all these awareness activities, screenings, um, this is where we receive the individuals who need help um, because that's the outreach that's happening that, that Tegan is so skillful at. And then those who are in services already, um, someone who may be dealing with a substance use disorder and is, has manage that and then ends up with having a gambling uh, disorder. Trade one for the other. Yeah. Uh, okay. So 
How do you identify, you know, I mean, I, I know the verbiage always gets interesting because I feel like we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and so we dance around the terminology, but I, I, are, are there layers of this? You know, can I sort of have a problem? Can I have a really bad problem? I mean, or is it just black and white? So, no, there's definitely layers. Um, we call it, it's level of risk. Okay. So it's low, medium, high. Um, the state actually just did what they call a G-BERT. Um, don't ask me what G-BERT stands for. Um, it's, it's the gambling. Or something. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's essentially a like statewide screen okay. um, that you can take um, that really identifies where you fall in that risk range, um, whether it's low, medium, and high. What um, would be some indicators of those levels? I mean, like what would be, in your opinion, like low versus high? What, I mean, if people are sort of like self-reflecting and thinking about this and, oh, I don't know, I'm just doing this for fun, but maybe it's more of a problem than I thought. What do you look for? So going um, maybe twice a year to the boat in Peoria and you lose more money than what you want. So we'd say that's the more low risk um, because it's not occurring on a daily basis. Um, you might be losing a little bit more money than what you're intending. So there might be an issue there. So we'd classify that as more of low risk. Okay. Um, whereas kind of high risk could be someone that is going daily, um, continuing to lose money, is unable to pay bills, um, is borrowing or stealing money from people, um, things like that. So we really look at how it impacts their life and the people around them in terms of that. Okay, where can people, I mean, obviously they can contact Heritage, but are there other places where people can at least increase their awareness about this issue? Websites, uh, you know, online referral services? Definitely. The 1-800-GAMBLER number is kind of the best um, place to go. Um, that has stayed consistent and actually was just purchased, so it will always be the 1-800-GAMBLER number. Um, 988 is another great resource um, that can direct them. Um, to That's the new federal number yep. that was rolled out here in Illinois last year yep. uh, for all kinds of services. Yep. Uh, there's ncpgambling.org, uh, illinoisproblemgambling.org, yep. a couple of the uh, the websites. Um, what would you say in your expertise is sort of the first thing to look for? You, you Like for people out there, because I'm assuming that these numbers that sound small to me based on the money that's being spent are people who have come to the conclusion they need help, but it probably doesn't come anywhere near the surface number of people that are having an issue. No, definitely. I mean, it, in our first screening event back at the first of March, I, I had three people that came in. They're like, they took the screen. And they're like, I didn't even realize this was an issue. Yeah. Um. So it's definitely probably way lower than the number actually affected. Um. But it's just, it's just so profound, and it's something that's fairly new. All so. right. So what do, um, how do people? replace that rush or whatever it is they're looking for that need to, to feel that thing they feel when they're gambling it's not necessarily replacing the rush oftentimes there's there's a lot of things that go into any addiction um so gambling disorder is no different um than any of your other uh, substance use disorders uh, so it's it's not replacing the rush it's really identifying why it is that you need that rush um, sometimes it's an underlying mental health condition um, sometimes it, there's there's a lot of factors that go into sure. that so we look at really treating and kind of changing lifestyle um, around that okay um, 
what, do you guys have a position? I mean, I don't know you're going to get rid of this. I, I mean, you, the council can do whatever, but they're, they're not going to take it off your phone. You, you know, right. uh, I, I, I don't like these companies, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think if people can go do this in a healthy way and it's, it's fun for them to just do, and it supports a local business that's already here and paying taxes and supporting the community. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I don't know how you tell people you can't do that. They're adults, right. Right? right? But a lot of these companies come in here. They're not from here. They just take a whole, lot of money out of this community from out of pockets that don't have a whole lot of money to give what can you do as a society i guess just educate right i mean which is what you guys are doing this month absolutely educate and then it's important for folks to know that we have um tegan and other uh colleagues that are trained to actually work in this area um it's it's it, there's specific training for this to understand uh, gambling as an addiction and so we have uh, three here in macon county and one in dewitt county which we also serve as well and so we will continue to provide that service um and and specialize in that um because we know it's a problem all right i, I would love and i don't know how i mean i assume eventually we'll be able to know because the analytics on the digital side of things are, are what they are. It's just math. But how much money really is spent? I mean, we know the machines, mm -hmm. but I think you'd be stunned to know the Illinois lottery. I mean, which is, you know, sanctioned by the, the state of Illinois, promised to fix education, you know, all those mm -hmm. years ago. Uh, I think when you, you add that up with what now is, you know, just everywhere being on your phone, you know, with sports and all that, th this $180 million may seem small. Absolutely. Which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, listen, we appreciate you guys coming in. Keep up the great work. Nice meeting you. Thank you very much, Brian. We appreciate it. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.